Hello and welcome. This is Already Giving Up. And like always, I'm your host, Steven. This is your podcast for giving up bad days, bad ways, unfortunate relationships, bad habits, and sometimes just giving up because it's too hard. This week, we're going to be talking about being the abuser. Sometimes, sometimes we look at ourselves and our past behaviors and we think back to the way that we may have been. Sometimes we look at others and we judge them for their actions without really understanding that things are not as simple as it seems. Abuse especially emotional abuse is already common in relationships and friendships and personal business relationships. This is the life that we live. But what we really never talk about is how easy it is to be the abuser. So this week I have an old friend with me, somebody really important, Astrid. Hi, Stephen. How are you tonight? I'm good, and we are going to do something new. If you listen to this, then you know I do not do this with anyone else, and that's been unfortunate. So maybe this week we can actually talk about something that matters, right? Yeah, I'm just really glad to be here, and I'm glad I can help you with this. This is a really important and uncomfortable topic. Um, you and I have been talking a lot about really trying to figure out how to communicate these important subjects of um, mental wellness, I guess you mental health wellness, uh, self-care, um, abuse, to make these things, what was, what, was, what was it you said? That we need to normalize the discussions of them and have better education about them so that we can prevent situations from occurring. And that's what we're here trying to do. And let's just make it clear, we are not really anything other than two people who live life like everyone else but we talk about these things and maybe hopefully might have the audacity to say we hope that maybe you could have this conversation in your own life so i guess we need to really dive deep into it and start simply so i'm gonna ask you questions because you're the guest here this is gonna suck are you happy oh i am really actually is, excited yeah. i feel my stomach churning yeah this is gonna be good <laughs> this is gonna be good um have you ever been emotionally abused absolutely by someone other than me yeah by people other than you yeah since since i was born pretty much and when we talk about abusers and abuse what is um what is something that you think that we don't touch enough on just generally just to get this started like i want to hear from you um something i definitely think we do not touch enough on when we talk about abuse is the story of the abuser and i just want to say right now and preface this i don't think that we should be trying to empower abusers but we're not going to ever understand really truly why it happens unless we have these conversations with people who are abusers. Also, sometimes 
it's really just easy to fall into abusive patterns and people don't realize it because there's a lot of factors that we just don't discuss like mental health what do you think uh of people who might say that it doesn't the abuser's story doesn't matter and um it doesn't really matter why they did it just that they did it um i think that if we don't try to better understand why it happens we're not ever going to be able to stop it because people need to sometimes people might identify with behaviors that abusers have and be like oh wow i do that maybe i should work on not doing that (laughs) so like when it comes to you personally let's talk about your personal experience as an abuser i would say i'm gonna preface this by i have also participated in uh emotional abuse in the past not really meaning to but that does not make it better and i think that maybe from someone other than myself maybe it'll help me understand man this is this is yeah this is hard right uh like i don't what say use your words i i have none um in my personal experience as someone who has participated in emotional abuse and abusive patterns a lot of it has to do personally with my past my history um the mental health issues that i have um i have borderline personality disorder and i know that cluster b personality disorders are very heavily stigmatized and that we're not all abusers but When you have borderline personality disorder, you have a lot of insecurities. And sometimes you project those insecurities in really toxic ways. So can I ask you, um, for those of us out here who don't know what BPD is, could you like, again, we are just people, but can you, as best as you can, kind of explain to me what it is? All right. um, The best way I can explain borderline personality disorder is that it makes you very susceptible to fears of abandonment, um, a very, very strong need for validation. Um, You might have a sense of like, you don't really know who you are or where you fit into the world. Um, Very strong and intense emotions, um, kind of black and white thinking where you really can't find middle ground. This sounds a lot like the kind of uh behavior that might inspire an abuser actually yeah um it definitely can um and again i think that people with borderline personality disorder you know there's a lot of stigma around it because we also have great capacity to be very empathetic um and really understanding um loving people but again if we don't understand why we have these insecurities and these feelings, we're not going to be able to learn how to better cope with them. And that's why sometimes you can project those behaviors in a toxic way and you can project them onto your loved ones because you don't know how to cope with the feelings that you feel. And so how has this, like, how has BPD and your other mental um 
illnesses? Is that what we say anymore? Well, you can use that for me. I don't mind. Um, what? How is that? How has that influenced your negative behavior in interpersonal relationships in the past? Not just romantic. Um, I am very scared of being abandoned. Um, so. I have a tendency to sabotage relationships. So with this mentality of let me hurt them before they hurt me. Ah, familiar. So um, I've definitely done that. Um, I also really, while I do have a very atypical lifestyle, aesthetic, etc., I don't want people to feel negative things about me. Um, because I don't really always feel like I'm enough and I need people to tell me that. And if people have a really negative opinion of you, it doesn't make you feel much better about yourself. And how does this, how does this exactly like, uh, how exactly does this form into like an abusive behavior? Like exactly like, um, is it the, the anxiety, the fear of being abandoned that makes you lash out is it the because here's the thing and knowing you and you've known me for a very long time i don't really understand myself sometimes and i really don't understand a lot of my own insecurities and maybe one day we'll touch on our our story maybe i don't know um but i don't know me and you seem to at least have an understanding of yourself. And that's why I wanted you here with me in front of this mic because I don't understand. And I think that maybe not rapists, but <laughs> emotional manipulation or just emotional, like just any kind of emotional abuse is probably the most common right like kind it of abuse definitely is the most common type of abuse but like what what is it about like so does does it excuse the abuse i don't think that it excuses it in any way but if we try to better understand how it happens we can try to prevent it um i think that in specifically emotionally abusive situations um it's all these insecurities and negative feelings projected um not always of course some people are just terrible people but a lot of the time you don't even realize you're doing it um and because a lot of emotional abuse and like toxic behaviors are so normalized in our society we don't realize that these things aren't okay you know you cannot demand to go through your partner's phone because ah, you're big, concerned yes. and you're insecure you just cannot do that you cannot tell your partner oh you can't have any friends who are the same gender as you because that makes me insecure you know you can't do things like that um which are really common abusive behaviors that we have normalized in the society it's perfectly rational to some people to be like well i'm in a relationship now so i can't have any guy friends because i have a boyfriend that's you know that's obviously ludicrous however um that's something that's very heavily normalized and people don't understand that 
it's a snowball effect where you start out with, oh, I have a boyfriend now, I can't have any guy friends, to, oh, I have a boyfriend now, can't go hang out with my other friends, I have a boyfriend now, I can't do this, can't do that. Um, and these are really typical, just an example, but, you know, typical common behaviors that we see um, that nobody really talks about it. Well, as a person with BPD, how, how would you say that, like, so how would you control the these urges that cause you to have these 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 negative uh, emotionally abusive i don't know what you would call it like <laughs> all right i'll just um educate me teach me senpai what i do personally um could i preface this by saying that i've had close to two decades of therapy um so kind of dating yourself there <laughs> It's cool. I'm old. Um, I've had close to two decades of therapy, and so my understanding of how to handle these things might be on a different level than some people. Um, when I feel like I'm going to be abandoned by someone I really care about um, over something really simple, like they went out and got ice cream with someone else, and that could make me feel so bad that I want to do something to make my person that I care about feel bad because I feel like they hurt me even though they really actually didn't do anything wrong. Um, I try to step back and say, is this a rational feeling? And if it's not a rational feeling, then I try to say, okay, so since this obviously isn't rational, why am I feeling this way? And then I'll focus on that. I'm feeling this way because I love this person. I want to spend time with this person. And it makes me feel insecure that this person is now spending time with someone who isn't me. How can I work on that? Understanding that I don't own this person. I love them a lot, but they are their own person. And I should want them to be happy and be able to go and do fun things like get ice cream if they didn't invite me get ice cream that that's, that's what the kids are calling it these days you know they just didn't invite me that's you know that's that's a me problem obviously because i'm the only one who feels some type of way they might have just had plans with that person i don't you know but so how much of this should you expect your partner to understand like how do you communicate this to your partner because the thing about your feelings is that your feelings are valid and as you and i have spoken about before um <laughs> we can feel however you want and you have a right to feel that way but like you said how you have to take a step back and be like is this an emotional thought is this a rational thought is this my sickness that's taking over but how much of this should you expect your partner to like understand how much do you like should your partner think to themselves well i understand that astrid uh has a lot of anxiety about me spending time with members of the opposite sex maybe i should let them know that i'm going to go do this even though i'm not obligated to do so or maybe i should um invite them or um maybe i should avoid people that i know that trigger their anxieties like what what 
can your partner do? What should your partner do? And how much can you expect? Because you don't listen to my podcast. You don't even listen. There's an episode I did called What to Expect. And it's really about how we should allow ourselves to expect things from other people. It is not wrong for us to expect the people that we care about to love us. It's not unfair of us to ask the people that care about us to you know show us that they care and it's not really unfair i think to expect the people that love us whether it be in a relationship or just a friends or family to understand that we need maybe a little bit of extra assurance or maybe uh this little extra support so what what can a partner do what can someone do for you um i think that if you have these kinds of thoughts, you definitely need to articulate them to your partner or whoever um, and try to explain it the best that you can without coming out as an attack um, because the defense will completely come up um, as it's really uncomfortable. Um, and if your partner cares about you, like they really care about you, um, they should be able to accept that you have these feelings. Um, I don't think anybody's obligated to like completely and fundamentally change from the ground up to make you feel more comfortable because again, ridiculous. Um, but you know, if you care about your partner, um, and you realize that they have issues that they're articulating um you should try to be respectful but obviously i don't think that you know you should stop living your whole life to make somebody else feel better because that's not your problem as their partner i mean uh, so here's a uh, i wonder one thing that i personally find i have trouble with is i let myself get wrapped up in the needs of other people and i kind of I get pushed into a corner where I spend a lot of time bending and and trying to accommodate people and for a person with mental illness or it's hard to admit sometimes that other people's problems aren't our own and we should be compassionate yes but how do, for example, if you see someone who is exhibiting these kinds of emotional um, abuse, or you see it going that way, or just, I mean, because I feel like it is, it, is, it is emotional abuse to have someone who is constantly, like, um, lording over you, or, use, I mean, I think we've all had that friend or been that friend that, like, when you're younger, and it's just like, He's not talking to me today, so I'm going to tell him I killed myself. You know, <laughs> I feel like we've all we've all had that happen. Right. And um, at least some of us. <laughs> at least some Definitely of us, me. Right. So like, when is it OK to pull away? How do you acknowledge? Like, How do you go? Hey, listen, this, you're exhibiting this like, you know, because it's really irrational, isn't it? And when you are the one looking to your partner's phone <clears throat> i've never done that before or somebody's looking through your phone how do you like say to them hey listen this is not you shouldn't do this without like you know casting them aside or how do you say i don't think we should be together because it's unhealthy uh un unhealthy 
behavior like like how do we handle this um if you find yourself exhibiting abusive behaviors or find yourself in a situation where you're being emotionally abused and you want to try to work through it um as an abuser i would try to be like hey you know i'm really feeling this way and this feeling is so intense and strong that i feel like i'm suffocating i can't breathe i feel like i'm being trapped under a wet blanket um it's making my heart thump out of my chest you know it's i feel like i'm gonna die i don't want to be so irrational and lose you but i can't stop feeling the way that i feel so how can we find some middle ground something that borderline personality disorder individuals have a hard, really hard time with his middle ground i know that for me um even after all these years a lot of the time i'm still finding myself not wanting to allow people that i really care about to do certain things because i don't have a rational explanation but i just really um i try to just stop and say to myself this person is an individual and i just don't have the right um even if it makes me feel that way if you want to walk out of that relationship and you are being abused um if it's emotional abuse and you want to talk to them about it then you should have that conversation and as the abuser um they're going to be very defensive so you know maybe try to have it in a public place um because things do escalate i know that i have had people tell me hey you can't really act like this and i've freaked the fuck out um so you know um i think that you have to have these conversations with people that you care about and your partners and stuff and say hey i feel this way um how can we work on it i i wanted to say that like, I really appreciate you speaking with me today. And I want to kind of make something clear that I think that we mentioned earlier, but we need to really touch on, and that's that emotional abuse is not only is not just a little common, it's probably the most common form of abuse. No, I don't have statistics in front of me because I'm not that kind of person. I just say shit out of my ass and <laughs> hopefully hope that is true. Um, but at the end of the day... Which is the thing I hate to do at the end of the day, you know. Mm. Um, we need to acknowledge that if you're listening to this and you go, why would I want to listen to someone who has emotionally abused someone? You've probably done it and have not realized. Because especially in today's society, we live in a time where the things that are normalized are jealousy. I remember being told that it's okay to be jealous. Not that it's okay to be insecure. Because there's a difference between being like, I'm a little insecure that I might lose this person I care about. I was told that it's okay to exhibit jealousy. Vicious, evil, green-eyed jealousy. Because, because why? I was told that it was okay. And so I did. And that, when you express that, kind of jealousy towards your partner that is 
it's very emotionally manipulative and abusive, and we've all done that. And if you were to sit here and be like, well, I don't want to listen to these people. I've never done that. You're lying to yourself. Because I think that probably everyone I've ever met has emotionally abused someone. They have. And I think that, like a lot of things, there's a large, um, it's like a sliding scale of abuse that goes from that one time that you told her that she couldn't go out dressed like that to yelling at her that she's a fat whore. Like, you know, there's, there's a sliding scale. It doesn't make any of that okay, but um, we've definitely, I think, all exhibited some level of emotional manipulation and emotional abuse towards others. Um, So, you know, we have to have these conversations. um, And admitting that you've done it is really important because if you don't acknowledge that you do behave like that you're not going to stop doing it and if you don't know that it's not okay to do it then you're gonna do it because you don't know any better and the fact of the matter is we don't talk about how easy it is to fall into these patterns and behaviors um because there's a lot of stigma around it and we don't ever give space for people to say hey I used to act like this in this relationship or I had this friend and I said a lot of really terrible things or you know I used to treat my coworker this way you know um because we don't really want to hear anything that abusers have to say because we all look at abuse and our emotional response to that as rational people is disgust um so when you feel like oh, that's disgusting that somebody did that. You obviously don't want to listen to them. But when you acknowledge that you have done those things, you're able to articulate why you did it. And hopefully other people can identify these behaviors in themselves and it will prevent things from happening in the future or it can stop things. Because if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I've totally done that, um, then, you know, you should really not do that. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to just take a step back, you know. um, I think going to therapy is really important, and I think pretty much everybody needs to go to therapy. Um, So if you really can identify with some of these behaviors, um, you know, especially like emotional manipulation, um, you should try to talk to somebody because you'll be given tools and a better understanding on how to stop doing it. Um, That doesn't mean that you might not have those feelings anymore because even today, after learning all the things that I've learned, sometimes I still feel violently jealous when certain things happen and I have to stop myself and say hey I cannot be acting like that that is not right and even though I feel this way if I do this they're gonna leave and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because my fear of abandonment makes me feel that way I exhibit a really toxic behavior and project it onto my partner and then they leave me because I acted like a fucking dick (laughs) and you know 
<laughs> there's nothing else to be said. There's nothing else to be said of that. What else can you say? We are imperfect, and we are spending every day learning, and we really just need to take the time to understand that it's not really okay to do the things that we've done, but it's okay to acknowledge. Like, you, it's okay to acknowledge. You know, I, I'm gonna give you the last words. I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> All right. Um, abusing people is never cool. I mean, if you think it's cool, you know. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like I, Lost I have loss. no words for you. Sorry, Game but um, it's never okay to do these things however i think that we have all done things on the spectrum of emotional abuse and um it's really uncomfortable to acknowledge this um even people in my own personal life and i'm very open about a lot of things to the point that makes other people uncomfortable ask steven if you don't believe me um real uncomfortable and my friends and people i care about very much don't really know that i have had experiences with previous partners friends etc where i've acted out in really violent jealous manners um i went through my ex's phone once and changed one number of every girl's phone number in his phone just one number so he could never <laughs> contact them again what the fuck i'm not laughing it's not funny. that's it's really it's not a that's a fucking little funny. cool it's not cool but, but it's funny that's emotional abuse right there and that's something that people who are very jealous do um that's not okay and i have not really told anybody that because that's not really the kind of thing you just talk about um again because it's really uncomfortable but I think right now, with so much conversation around emotional abuse happening, we have to talk to people who have been abusive and who acknowledge that they've been abusive. If you have been abusive and you cannot admit it, talk to a professional, please. Um, And if you have been abusive and you can admit it, have these conversations with people in your life and strangers and everyone, if you hear that your coworker's partner is telling them that they can't, you know, have a glass of wine with dinner because they don't drink, you know, you should speak up and say, hey, emotion that that's emotional manipulation and that's really not okay because we would normally just say, well, that's between them, you know. Um, so my, I guess last words on this are this is a very uncomfortable topic and we have to try to normalize conversations with people who have been emotional abusers and understand how those patterns can take place so that we can prevent it um because it's not being emotionally abused which i have been is very very hard and it's really traumatic and as someone who has been abused all across the board, um, I would say that the things that I have had the hardest time with in terms of when I go to therapy talking about it and the things that have lasted the longest is the trauma from the emotional abuse. Um, and it really, you can really hurt somebody with your words and your behaviors and not realize it. 
until it's too late and you've completely destroyed their existence. Um, and we need to understand why that happens. Um, so these conversations have to be had. Um, I honestly don't know how to finish this. It's just, <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. Um, you know, but that's what matters. Yeah. Is that, is that it's an uncomfortable conversation and we have to have it. Got to do it. So since you don't listen to my podcast, you don't know how I end this, do you? No. I always end with just saying peace, right? So, now that you guys have been educated by someone much more interesting than me. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I hope that we get to keep having these uncomfortable conversations and maybe even continue doing this again in the future. So, like always... Follow me, Instagram, Art of Giving Up Podcast. Twitter, Art of Giving Up Podcast. Facebook, guess what? The Art of Giving Up Podcast. You can do it. It doesn't hurt. And, like always, what, how do I end this? Peace. Peace. You sang a cold song on how I'd want to be alone. That blood is for the living and you're done to be gone. Darling, be peaceful like sugar to slow Savor the sweet for the bitter follows You write the beginnings to erase all your ends No lines to rest till you find your heart again Oh, oh I swear I'll come for you In the night I swear I'll come for you Oh I swear I'll come for you I swear I'll come for you